Hi there and welcome to today's episode of the Casual Man Catter. And thanks for tuning in to hear the rantings of a cricket-mad individual with delusions of grandeur. On today's episode, I'm going to discuss the upcoming Australian white ball tours of the West Indies and Bangladesh, and more accurately focus on the makeup of the squad for those tours, and then the likely withdrawals that in many ways make a mockery of the honour of being chosen to represent your country. So grab the sunscreen and start loading up one side of the ball as we crash straight into another edition of Thoughts from the Metal Cavern. So in case you didn't know, and it hasn't been widely publicised, Australia are going on a tour of the West Indies throughout July, and that will include 220s and one-day internationals. So there'll be five 220 games and three one-day internationals. And it's been a while since we've been to the West Indies. Um, West Indies have stopped, well, either we've they've stopped us touring because we kept winning, or Australia have decided that the West Indies aren't worth touring anymore. Either way, it's not good enough. And this tour will be good for Australia because all the game times correspond with times when we can watch it if you're not at work. In fact, all the T20s will start at 9.30 Australian time, Eastern Standard Time, and the uh, one-dayers will start at 4.30am. Anyway, initially the selectors named a 23-man squad to go away, and that has to do with COVID and needing to put people in a bubble and knowing that they can't send people in and out and that there will probably be a need to replace players while they're over there. But then this week, they added another six. So that's taken the current group to 29. Now, there's a reason for that. And the reason for that is because of the rumours that several players are going to pull out of this tour. And they're going to cite several reasons as to why they don't want to tour the West Indies to play for Australia. So I've got a bit of a problem with that. So the initial squad contained new players and uh, old players, and Aaron Finch is captaining once again. But at the moment, there is the likely withdrawal of top-flight players, including Pat Cummins, David Warner, Stephen Smith, Glenn Maxwell, Marcus Stoinis, Kane Richardson and Jai Richardson. So Pat Cummins and David Warner have certainly indicated, uh, not directly through the media, but certainly uh, people around them have indicated that they are likely to withdraw because they have bubble fatigue. And that's going to be a new word in cricket circles from now on, bubble fatigue. And they cite the fact that they were in bubbles all the way when they went to England Last year, then they went straight to the IPL, more bubbles. Back home to Australia for the Test Series against India, more bubbles. Uh, We're going to go to South Africa, bubble. Then went to the IPL, bubble. Had to come home from the IPL because of COVID, bubble. Been home for however long it's been, a month. 
and then have to go back into a bubble again to go to the West Indies, a bubble for Bangladesh, bubble for the end of the IPL, a bubble for the World 220, bubble for... So it does appear likely that those seven players that I named are all going to pull out of this Australian squad. Okay, no problem with that. Uh, I, I have a concern with it, but I have a concern with the fact that if they're going to be pulling out of this tour and then the tour to Bangladesh, which is Australia's lead-up to the 220 World Cup, it's, we're playing the West Indies in five, they're going to go play the Bangladesh in five, I believe. But these players will stay at home with their families, have a lovely time, but then will be likely to be allowed to go back and play the end of the IPL when that is scheduled to commence in September, which is before the T20 World Cup. So th- this is where my problem lies, is we have Australian players, and not just you know mid-range Australian players who might make the term make not, we're talking about Cummins, Warner, Smith, and in the short form, Maxwell certainly, those four players are all first-choice players in the Australian team. And yet, they're going to miss two Australian tours, not just one, they're going to miss two Australian tours, so that they can get out of their bubble fatigue, and then they can go back and complete the IPL, which has nothing to do with Australia. I, I Look, I understand that it's going to be difficult for the next you know, 12 to 24 months, you would think at least, all cricket tours are going to be stuck in bubbles. And yes, that would get down and that would get tiresome being stuck in your own room by yourself actually to me it sounds like heaven but anyway (laughs) I can see that you can't do that for 12 months of the year but there has to be surely if you are signed to Australian contracts that you need to honor those contracts before you honor any other contracts that you might sign for domestic level 220s now, let's backtrack just a little bit just before we go anywhere. So we've already got Daniel Sams, who actually contracted COVID-19 when he went to India. So he's already pulled out of this Australian tour uh, on mental health grounds. And that's understandable. But here's a young man on his way up who is going to not go on an Australian tour for mental health grounds. Now, it's more... Uh, that's, again, bubble stuff and, and whatever it is. That's where we have major problems. We've got a young cricketer on his way up doing it. I think that we also... Australia has a problem at the moment, certainly, in the fact that if, if we want teams to tour Australia, which we obviously do, we must reciprocate and tour other countries. Now, we've already had the situation where they refused to go to South Africa um, back in February, March and April because of the COVID situation in South Africa. But in the long run, if they were going to go in bubbles, then would it have been a concern? There would have been some concern, but if they were not doing anything else but playing cricket and going into their hotel rooms, surely they could have toured. But in the long run, I think this is why they pulled out. All the players put pressure on Cricket Australia not to tour for this exact reason. But they were quite happy to go to India to get paid their millions of dollars over there for a couple of weeks' work and risk the COVID situation that was going on over there, which then collapsed in front of them. And then they had to try and get home when Australian government had closed the borders. So I think our top cricketers at the moment seem to be 
getting this ass about. I know that they want to earn money. I know that they want to earn easy money. But at the moment, these guys are on very, very healthy contracts. Certainly those four that we've named uh, at the top there, Cummins, Warner, Smith and Maxwell, are on pretty handy coin. It's not as if they're going to go hungry if they don't get to go and play in the IPL. But they're quite happy to miss Australian games for the contracts that they're on. Now, surely if you're on a contract, well, I don't know. Oh, just reach out and catch it, Jeffrey. What a magnificent hit. And this is what I mean by it. What I mean is that these guys have got massive contracts signed to play for Australia. They've also got their contract to play in the IPL. But the point is, surely Australia should be first. And if it's not their first choice, if their choice here is to cite fatigue, even though they've been to India already, they didn't go to South Africa, they've been to the IPL, they're now at home, they want to miss this tour to the West Indies, they want to miss this tour to Bangladesh, but we want to go back for the end of the IPL. How about you give back part of your contract money for Australia? Because if you're not going to play for Australia on every opportunity you are offered, why are you getting an open-ended contract to say that we will Australian cricket will pay you this amount for 12 months? Bugger it. Just say, well, you get this amount, you're going to get a less amount for 10 months because you obviously don't want that play for Australia. Now, I understand it's a difficult situation. I understand there's fatigue and that kind of stuff, but you can't come, surely you can't come to, I mean, the general public, did the general public believe that these Australian players should be allowed to miss an Australian tour, but they can go back to the IPL and play basically for money? I don't think it's right, and I think that that should be put in front of those players. Now, if you're talking about lesser players, and I don't mean ability-wise, but what I'm saying is let's take someone like Riley Meredith. Now, he's been picked in this squad to go on the West Indies tour, and you can bet that he's going to grab it with both hands. But if he wants to go to the IPL, you can understand it because he doesn't have that Australian contract. He doesn't have that security of money, but in the IPL, he can earn whatever he's on for his six weeks' work, and he says, you beauty. So in that case, I understand that. But he's not giving up his Australian play, so why should these other players be allowed to? Now, let's go back further and let's try and say, well, all right, these players have decided that they wish to miss these Australian tours. They want to play in the IPL instead. Okay, well, that's fine. Do these players then become a priority to play for Australia? And in the short form of the game, it's the T20 game. So let's talk about if we have those seven players who like and they haven't said so by the time you've listened to this maybe they've already said that they want to play for they want to withdraw but Cummins Warner Smith Maxwell Stoinis, both Richardsons if they pull out of this Australian tour then we get to the point where we're going to pick a team to go to the T20 World Cup should any of those names be in that squad Yes, of course, it's a stupid question. I understand that you're calling me stupid and you know, you're saying, how could you possibly pick an Australian team without Smith and Warner? Well, we did it for 12 months of their own accord. Uh, Pat Cummins plays a lot of cricket. I understand that. But this is a guy who wants, who has a, who's 
basically said he wants to captain Australia. He wants to be the next captain of Australia, but I don't want to go on these next two tours. I don't know if that's good enough. And we've got Maxwell who complains about not getting a chance in test cricket and, and all that kind of stuff. And, and so his bread and butter is the white ball game, but he doesn't want to go on this tour to play for Australia. But they all want to go back to India to finish off the IPL. Well, should they be in that, in that T20 one-day squad at all? Should they be getting that chance in front of other guys who are going to go? And this is where the problem will lie. If they all miss out on this tour and we go to the West Indies and we go to Bangladesh and say, for instance, we win every single one of those T20 games without those players, how can you then go to the T20 World Cup and expect to say, well, thanks, everyone. Thanks for the job you've done. But Pat's coming back and Steve's coming back and Dave's coming back. And Glenn's coming back. So we're just going to have to take four of you out and we're going to throw those four in. I think it's rubbish. I don't think you can do that. So I think the players have to be told that if you don't want a tour, that's fine, but don't expect that you are going to automatically make the World 220 squad. Well, they'd jump up and down and scream if you said that to them. So it's a case of wanting the cake and being able to eat it too. Is that right? Is that how the saying goes? Can't have your cake and eat it too. Well, they want both. Yeah, that's right. Yes, got it right. Good. And then you've got a, a guy like Marnas Labuschagne, who desperately wants to play for Australia, but the selectors haven't picked him because they said it's too hard to get him from the bubble he's in in England to get into the bubble he'll have to be in the West Indies and then back again. So he's a guy who wants to play for Australia, can't get picked. We've got all these other guys who keep getting picked for Australia, don't want to play for Australia. So should I conclude this? Okay, I will. <laughs> I think it stinks that these guys don't want to go on this tour. I can understand why they don't want to go on that tour, and I understand that it's difficult at this time, but I still think if you're a professional cricketer and you want to play for Australia and you accept money from Cricket Australia for playing and for being on a contract, you should be going on this tour. If you are not going on this tour, you should not then want to go back and play in the IPL. I don't think that is fair either. So you can choose one or the other. You can take the six months off. You can not go to the West Indies and Bangladesh, not go to the IPL, and then see if you're lucky enough to be picked in the World T20 squad. Or you go on the tours to West Indies and Bangladesh and then decide if you want to go back and play the IPL or whether you wish to stay at home and just then go from Bangladesh back home for a couple of weeks and then to the World T20 championship that is the fairest way and i know that's not the way it's going to pan out but i think it stinks if these top cricketers who claim that they want to play for australia captain australia and two of them have already said they want to captain australia and the third one would certainly do it if he was offered the offered the opportunity which you'll never get again but we don't want to go on every tour for australia i think Something needs to change, and I hope that behind the scenes somewhere, something is being done about it. It's that That's for Australia. What an effort. What a strike. It's Michael Bevan's evening at the Sydney Cricket Ground. So beyond all that ranting, Bill, how are we going to go over there? Well, the West Indies are highly rated in the T20 game, as we know, and I think that it's important to note that it's probably a really good series for Australia to play in order to find out where they are in T20 cricket. 
I would expect in the one-day games Australia should win, even if they take uh, the weakened squad, which would be the case if those seven don't go. But I think that in the T20 games, and Australia's you know, shown that they, we are not brilliant in the T20 game, it'll be a really good test for our players to see where we're at. So we're going to have players... We've got Aaron Finch, who has played the T20 game and as captain for a number of years. Ashton Agar is still in that team and, and does that. Alex Carey will maybe playing. I don't know. That'll be a toss-up as to whether he or Matthew Wade actually goes ahead and bees the keeper and, and plays, or whether Josh Phillippe is the one that they go with as the, as the keeper for the T20 games. Um, the fact that they've taken Matthew Wade means that he's still in the selectors' thoughts for the T20 World Cup. Uh, there are other players who are exciting. Uh, Riley Meredith, again, with the ball in New Zealand in the recent T20 series, was uh, good to watch. Um, the fact that Dan Christian has been called over now as cover to go over there is, a, I think, an excellent reward for what he's done in the Big Bash League over the last 2, 3, 7, 12, 14 years. And he's a guy they've probably got to have a look at for this T20 World Cup, and he's a guy they've probably got to slot into that team to be a, a number seven and to bowl his you know, two or three overs because he's shown that he is one of the best T20 players that Australia has. Now, he mightn't be one of the star players anymore, and he's you know he's getting a bit long in the tooth, but if you're going to go into a World T20 Championship, then he's a guy that really needs to be looked at very, very hard. It'll be interesting to see whether Mitch Stark and Josh Hazelwood come into that as the bowlers. Now, especially if both the Richardsons don't go, then they're going to fall back on those two, I think, as being the senior bowlers. And then someone like Riley Meredith as the third seamer. And then you would have uh, Adam Zampa and Ashton Agar as the other two spinners. Um, There are other players there who you would think would be a chance here. Ben McDermott's been called in. Cameron Green has now been called in, who originally wasn't in the squad. Don't know why. Uh, Ashton Turner is another who's come into this squad. He's, um, when he's at his best, I, a couple of years ago, just before that World Cup, uh, the one-day World Cup, I thought he was going to be our number one one-day player and he's fallen by the wayside a bit. Two young guns in Wes Agar and Nathan Ellis, the firebrands with the ball have been called in, so w- whether or not they get a game or not would be interesting to see. They certainly won't let anyone down. Uh, and then you've still got old heads like Moses Onrigs, the mandatory marsh in Mitchell being picked in the, the squad. So there's there's plenty, and, and young Tanvi Sanger is another as well, sorry, who, as a leg spinner, who may or may not get a game, but certainly great experience for him to go on this tour. So there are lots of good things to look at from this tour from a spectator's point of view or a cricket tragic's point of view to see how this next possible generation may well go if they're given the chance to play. Now, T20 cricket isn't ideal to give throw people in because they don't get long enough to battle to bowl to see if they're going to be the next big thing. Uh, and I suspect that the three one-day games will get uh, a fairly uh, typical sort of batting, bowling lineup uh, rather than actually blooding anyone into the Australian team during those games. But I could be wrong, and we don't know, because until they trim this squad, which they eventually will, we don't actually know who's going to go. So as I said, the squad at the moment is 29. If you take out those seven who are likely to pull out, that gets you back to 22. I still don't know that they'll take 22. Uh, they're more likely to take 18, I would think. 
So that would mean four would still have to come out. How are we going to go? Well, as I said, the one day is I would believe that Australia, even without uh, Smith and Warner uh, and Maxwell, the batting will be diminished, but they should still have enough there to beat the West Indies. And there's a possibility that we'll see some guys take their chance. Darcy Short's one who may get a chance to take and try and grab a position. Ben McDermott may finally get a chance to show his, his true talent. He's had plenty of chances at T20 level, but hasn't been able to really take them on yet. And obviously Cameron Green, I think in the one-day games, will get a very big chance to, to bat at six and to be that fifth bowler and to really contribute for the first time as a senior player, given he's now had his test experience. So all in all, certainly the tour to the West Indies, as I said, with, with friendly time slots to be able to watch it, should be really good for us cricket tragics back home. And then on to Bangladesh for five T20s with what will probably be the same sort of squad. Again, after that, depending on how we go with these other players who aren't in the squad and going into the T20 World Cup, how are we going to go there? Well, that's probably for further discussion after all these matches. Uh, Australia, not renowned for our T20 uh, prowess. And I believe that there's probably only three teams in it with a chance of winning the T20 World Cup. Australia isn't one of them. Man out at long on, but he needs to be 25 seats back. Alrighty, well, thanks for putting up with my ranting and raving, and I don't think the first section was very well thought out. I sort of shot from the hip there and didn't really make it clear that I think it's rubbish that top cricketers don't want to go on Australian tours. Hopefully you understand how I feel about it now. Anyway, uh, that's today's cricket podcast. I hope you enjoyed it, and... uh, Plenty more to come with the off-season heating up and plenty of stories to talk about and which I can just ramble and rave to my heart's content. Anyway, until next time, thank you once again for joining me on Thoughts from the Metal Cavern.